Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. <laughs> Good afternoon and welcome back to Four Times in a Podcast. You join us on the afternoon of the 17th of December. It's a little under 24 hours since Celtic stood to defeat home to Hearts. They lost the game 2-0, two first half goals, which led to a lot of discontent within the support. Some aimed at the players, some aimed at the manager and some aimed at the board. That was vocally heard at Celtic Park yesterday and it's the fallout from it's been... Uh, quite brutal as well for some of the people who are in positions of power at Celtic Park but uh, we'll just touch on it, look at the game, look at what it means for Celtic just in general the season, uh, obviously in a bit of bad form at the moment Tony I'll come to you, I think we, when we were on we, I, was, I wasn't here last week, I was on holiday I wish I still was after going to that yesterday but didn't think it could get much worse than uh, last week's second half performance against Kamalak and then they even were able to get a Champions League win on Wednesday against Feyenoord, but just we've been seeing too much of what we've seen yesterday for the last sort of six weeks or so. Some would say the full season as well, but that's now seven points dropped at home eh, after defeat to Hearts. What did you make it yesterday? Fuck, eh, I don't know where to start, to be honest. Um, ah, there's major issues at the club. Um, there's all just there's so many different things that are just wrong. Um, there's so many incompetence at the club for the top down. Um, there's so many people not doing their job properly. The players aren't doing their job properly. The manager certainly not doing his job properly, and the board aren't doing their job properly. So, when you have so many factions at a football club, it's we've been talking for ages. Even when we were seven clear, we were still really um, pissed off with the summer uh, window, pissed off with the Champions League, and how we wanted the club to be better. And people kind of fight back and go, we're seven clear and 
look at the money difference between us and different teams. But that kind of excuse wears thin when teams like Kilmarnock and Hearts are rocking up and beating you comfortably with a much, much smaller budget. Um, so the excuses don't really wash. And I, I said before, we were sleepwalking. And we, we, this is exactly what's happened. Um, I don't think it would be over the top to say it's a bit of a crisis at the moment. It's a crisis that we've created and as a club we're brilliant at creating a crisis for ourselves and shooting ourselves in the foot. I think the board with a horrendous recruitment team, which the manager backed, the manager did back this recruitment team who are garbage. I mean, there's no two ways about it. I think you could sit and get through the players that we've signed that actually started or played and their contribution has been has been minimal. Um, so you've got the issue there where the recruitment team is headed up by the chairman's son and you can see that Ange Postacoglu was desperate to bring him in and all this, but was there a proper due, due diligence and interview process for Peter Lowell's son to get the job? I don't know so much. Um, so you've got that issue there. And that boiled over yesterday when you heard the uh, Lawwell, Lawwell get to fuck chance, which was, was great to hear, to be honest. I think it's long overdue. Uh, you then heard the sack the board chance was, again, long overdue. There's some people on that board, they never need to answer any questions. They make big decisions for the club. A couple of guys decided to turn on them and shout and ball at them. Removed. Security in, police in, out you get. And that seems to be the attitude the board are taking. If you criticise them, if you say it and they don't like, you are out. You will not criticise us. And um, the good thing is this time they don't have a, a pandemic. To, they can't hide. They'll need to come back next week against Livy and they'll need to sit there. And the worse this gets, the more fans will be agitated. I think we said before that one of the things that was saving them is Rangers wouldn't couldn't capitalise. But now they have. They've, they've capitalised in terms of since Clement came in. They've won the majority of their games and they're now in pole position for the league, in my opinion anyway. So now that's when a lot of your fans kind of turn on the board and go, oh no, you're going to lose the league to them and they're going to get all this money and they're meant to get bust again. I think I think that's when some of your fans wake up, which is, that's what it takes and so be it. I'm glad people are now turning on the board and I think, I think that needs to be consistent. I think that needs to be the first chant as soon as we get to Celtic Park next week. And I know people fight back now. Oh, you should be back in the team. Back the team to the hill. Back the team. Back the team. Because fuck knows they need it. Because a lot of them are really poor. Um, so back the team. But keep the pressure on the board. Go for the board. And hopefully, I mean, it's highly unlikely. But I'd love them to resign. I'd love I'd love a lot of them to fuck off. And then the question is, who would you get in place? Well, that's up for Dermot Desmond. But again, is he going to sack his pals he's had for years? No. So... Again, I'd like him to fuck off as well. I'd love him to sell up. Um, I'd love him and his son to disappear. I'd love Peter Lawwell and his son to leave the club and never be seen back. If it was up to me, I'd reinstate the Green Brigade tomorrow and ban the board. They would take their seats off them and give them to somebody else. So, um, it's, it's just been, it's, I, I was a bit surprised yesterday because I thought after the Feyenoord game, um, a game which I think we got a bit lucky in, let's be honest, if Feyenoord needed the win, I think they would have got it. Um, so you thought maybe we'll kick on, we'll get rid of that kind of hoodoo and we'll win the Champions League. And it was boring. I mean, the, the, as soon as that free kick hit the back of the net, the ref could just have blown the whistle and saved everybody a lot of time. We never looked like getting back in it. Some of the manager's substitutions were absurd. How Mikey Johnson seen it the first half was criminal. It's actually cruel in him because he is dreadful. He's a very poor football player. Don't want to be personal, nothing against the, the boy's cell, 
wish him all the best and he probably feels terrible right now. But he, he can't play for us again. That's just it would be it would be actual cruelty. It would be I guess atrocious mismanagement to be playing on the now and that, that's on Rodgers because that boy is not a Celtic football player. So he needs to be kind of just left out of the squad and I wish him well when he leaves. Don't mind the two nasty on him. I think it's important we don't just start shouting abuse. I think I, I want to get my points across here. Do it sound like a even lunatic like I, I have in the past? So he needs to be dropped. Um, to take off Palma for Burnaby, just nonsense. I, did, I mean, just that just that's like somebody that's just closed their eyes and then fucking picked a name out of hand. That's what it feels like. Um, Quan made an appearance in the bench. Lager Belka. Uh, the squad after scoring a winner. I mean, again, as I say, there's people at the club that are so inept. I mean, who's leaking the story to the paper that we're willing to sell Lagerbielka the day after he scored a goal in the Champions League? So he's obviously got confidence. And then the next day, the story breaks for Stephen McGowan, who is the go-to, that says, or Celtic are willing to sell you. So there, there's a communication issue. I mean, know that the media team, the communication, you ask any, any podcasts or any so-called fan media, the communication teams like and, and they'll be happy to tell you ask a gig pod for a start they'll uh, they'll fill you in and the incompetence there so somebody's leaked that story the day after this young boy scored he's probably full of confidence and then he's been dropped for the squad so again that's just madness it makes no sense it's just as i say it's about deliberately shooting yourself in the foot um i'm gonna be i know i'm, I'm good on here but if you still have a bit to say i must admit because you then look at joe hart who was the one person, I think, when summer came over and right, we need a new goalkeeper. Now, the recruitment team are probably mega, mega money, right? How have they not identified and signed a keeper? It's criminal. Joe Hart, I did some of the stuff with Joe Hart yesterday, when he could catch the ball, he punches it, gets the fans in his back, they need to punch it, puts us under more pressure. It's just like everybody's making the wrong move at every possible given point. Um... But not, I mean, as, as it stands, I think we're recording now before Rangers play in the League Cup final. I think they'll win that. I'd be happy to be proved wrong, but I, I don't see that coming. And uh, I think at the minute, I, I just don't see us beating anyone. It's not as if on a bad run of form, you're going to fuck, we missed all the chances yesterday. We didn't, we, we were dreadful. We were really, really bad, really passive. And then the manager comes out and says it's not a surprise. So I don't think the manager has any faith in the... Uh, and the players whatsoever. I don't think he has. He thinks that they're good enough, and he's he keeps saying it. And I, I can't really be doing them any any good for their confidence. So, but I think what you've now got is you've got a lot of fans want the manager sacked. I wouldn't sack him, and I don't think he will be sacked. But I think he, if he was sacked, I couldn't complain. It would be particularly bothering me. But I just don't think that would be the right move just now. Um, I would like to think the majority of fans want Desmond to fuck off and they want the board to be at his back. That, and I think that's maybe where we're going. I think we're heading down the kind of protest route. Um, but whether these people actually give a fuck, I know you seen the guy yesterday, Nicholson just kind of stared at him. You think maybe engage with him, but they, and then the, the, the rest of the board just looking the other way as if, who's this idiot? I says, why is, my, why is your paying customer talking back to us? This guy should just give his money and shut up. Uh, no doubt he'll probably get banned and get and I, I just thought it was it was a very sad picture. You see the the board all sitting with comfy seats, um, while a guy that's probably piled thousands of pounds into Celtics removed for the stadium. If it was up to me, I would have security to remove the board for their gross negligence. Because um, you think in May we'd won a treble, and then we lost Ange, which was a shame. 
And then we brought in Brendan Rodgers, who I think is a good manager. I think he's done a lot of good stuff for Leicester. He's had bad seasons. He, he, he was unlucky with Liverpool and he had good seasons with us. Um, and then you don't bring in competent football players. That's on the board and the recruitment team. But it's also on Rodgers for accepting it. He's no commitment and says this board are useless. I think he would get a lot more respect if he did. But um, I can only see it getting worse. For me, I, I don't think we'll win the league now. Um, I, I, I just I think they're in the up, being the down. A lot of fans don't like the manager. A lot of fans don't like the board. We've banned our main source of atmosphere. The stadium's an absolute library. Um, the players are not good. Um, there's some players that are, but it's just not working. I don't really know what a style of play is. I think... I think that's it. So I think there's, I don't see how this gets better. I don't see us beating Livy or Dundee. I just don't. Um, I don't see where the the goals coming from. Um, I don't see where the performance is coming from. I mean, the team yesterday. Greg Taylor's not good enough. Alistair Johnson's off the boil. Mikey Johnson should declare again. Palmer's not been great. Um, David Turnbull's a poor player who can shoot for distance. Big O tries, but nothing really happened. Kyogo's a shadowy cell. And then you look to the bench, you're bringing on James Forrest, who was okay, but again, it's just the fact that we're in 2023 and we're moaning about um, James Forrest and Mikey Johnson starting and then coming on to save games is just, it just shows you the, the level of stupidity of the club um, for the money some of these guys are getting is, is, is mental. So, um, made a come on to think he made any difference. Um, I don't think Hitati or Abada coming back is going to make any great difference either. Um, I know this is really doom and gloom. It does feel a wee bit 2020. Uh, but for me, I think I'm glad that we've not got a midweek game because it's fucking terrible to watch it as it's, it's, it's boring. But I'm not really surprised that this has happened. I think this board are, are always capable of making a total arse of themselves. And the summer window suggested that's what we're going to do. Um, and then I need to touch another fan saying, oh, look how spoiled he's are. He's having lost a home game in two years. And this is this is your reaction. He's fucking spoiled. No context given to the fact that we had a seven-point lead. We've thrown it away. We've recruited terribly in the summer. Our board are banned. Real Celtic fans that actually pile money into the club as opposed to taking money at the club. And um, so for, for fans like that, that's fine. If, I know fans of other club except winning fuck all and winning a trophy every so often. It's just not how it is at Celtic. We keep getting told we've got this 70 odd million in the bank and we're this big club and everything's great. Well, it's not going to be great if you, if you hand your rivals or the Champions League money. So. Uh, for me, I think the board, I would I just love them just to just leave, just please leave the club, just resign, leave the club, Desmond, sell up, don't care who you sell to, to be totally honest, and just go away. Just take your millions, he's made millions at the club, well done, he's a smart business people, he's don't know how to run a football club, please just fuck off. And for Brendan, he needs to take his head out his arse and get a grip if he needs to change his style or something, because... Um, if he gets sacked at us, um, his career will hit the skids. So, I think for me, Brendan needs to get a grip. I think he's capable of it, and the board just need please just, please just leave. Aye, a strong start. I think it was needed, Tony, because it's just, as you say, yesterday just it's no surprise to anybody, and there's just problems everywhere. No matter where you look at Celtic at the moment, there's problems everywhere. You start on the pitch, the players just absolutely pathetic. Another pathetic performance from them. Not one bit of creativity between any of the 16 players that uh, made 
contribution yesterday. I thought we were just absolutely pathetic. Everybody, they, I've seen people say, oh, our vickers and scales, they need they much wrong, but like, they know much wrong's no good enough for Celtic. And the first goal we conceded yesterday, well, just give any team a set-piece against us, give a Sunday League team a set-piece against us, and they've got a good chance of getting a goal because we somehow leave their top goal scorer, one of the league's top goal scorers, three at the back post to head in simply. And we offered next to no response. And as soon as we gave that free kick away, I didn't think it was a free kick, but even still, there's some distance out that Joe Hart shouldn't be getting beat where it's, it's pathetic from him. The ball's hardly above his sort of shoulder height and was put to the side, but he's got so long to see it. I think it's really poor goal to concede. And I right, think the whistle could have went in because there's no fight in this team, like apart from McDermott, McDermott Park, which looks now to be the exception. There's just, there's nothing in this team. They, they, they don't know how he came back from sort of adversity. And that was the thing that done us in 2020 is we, we, we had no response to it. And it's pathetic. And look, we're all big fans of Rodgers and we've backed him. But a lot of it's on him as well. He, he is supposed to be this elite level manager who, fair enough, if he's trying to play a style of play that, is nicer to these players. He's six months in. This shouldn't have been new to him. He should know what he's got and he can moan about it and say that he needs quality and that he wanted four quality players uh, when he first came in. But that that's by the by, Brendan. You, you know what squad you've been dealing with for the last three, four months and you really should be able to adapt either adapt your style of play or train and coach them into better players to play in the style you want to play because it's it's just really poor to watch at the moment and Rogers does have to earn his money and I, th- I thought it was a disgraceful comment when he came out and says that he wasn't surprised and no no disgraceful in that it's not true because I think I don't think anybody was surprised but he's he's the man in charge of the squad like I, I'll come on to the board in a second but they, he's the one that should be coaching him and hitting the players that he will be surprised if they put in that level of performance. The fact that we've got a squad of between 30 and 35, that he's getting the 11 starters and the five subs, and he's he's no surprise when he comes off and that's the level. And again, it's, it's pathetic, and he does have to earn his money. And he's the highest paid Celtic manager in history, and he's really got to show why, because as much as the board does, he, he is there and he should be doing a better job. Fair enough in the Champions League, you can, say, you can say, oh, that extra bit of quality might have made the difference, but can I say that in the league? See, when you're coming up against the Marnock and you're coming up against Hearts and Motherwell and St Johnston, these teams that we've dropped points to, it's, it's pathetic to say that you are women's a bit of quality and a bit of physicality. Like, as you say, six months ago, this team won a treble when I we lost the manager and we lost a few important players and we have done over the last 12 months, but to put that level in is just pathetic and Aye, on, on to the board. Just, I'm, I'm really glad that the support did get on their back yesterday because it should show them it's not just the Green Brigade, it's not just our podcasters. A big section of the support who, what we say is that Ange was a human shield for them for two seasons and now you're getting to, you're, you're getting horrible flashbacks to that season and at the end of that season it shouldn't have just been Lennon that left, it should have been the full board, they should have been hounded out and never to be seen at Celtic Park again because they're absolutely pathetic. They, they can talk about their 70 million in the bank till they're blue in the face. I, I, this is a football club. Like We we go there, they rely on our money and they're shortchanging us. Lawwell should never have been uh, put back in as chairman. Like 
the, the whole club from top to bottom. And I know pals at you looking at it, like they brought Don McKay in to replace Lowell initially, and he was gone within about three, four months, just probably because he was an outsider and probably tried a few different things. Like uh, Celtic came out and done a hatchet job on him when uh, that happened, and we'll never really know what happened because he's obviously signed his non-disclosure, and uh, that'll stay like with him. But I think the fact he was an outsider and was uh, gone so quickly probably speaks volumes about how they didn't want anything to really change. And then, like you say, you're high in the head of recruitment and uh, all, all these possible candidates that it just so happens to be the chairman's son that gets the job. Uh, it, it goes throughout the club, even back to like when guys like Gavin Stratton was appointed, or it just happens that the best first team coach we could find was an ex-manager's son. I think uh, one of Gordon Stratton's other uh, boys got a scout job as well. We've got McManus and O'Day running the B team. We... We are a we forever claim that we are this massive club, and yet every it's, a, it's an old pals act. It's who you know. It's not what you know that gets you a job at Celtic, and like we should be scouting the world for the best sort of staff that we can. And you know what? As much as we are massive fans of Rogers, it, it's probably just saved them doing an actual process of appointing like a, a new manager from outside. They thought, oh, we'll just go back to Brendan, and everything will be good, and. It's just a complete malaise, and I don't know where the league goes because I think it's two very poor sides that have gone to be battling it out. And the, the, the difference is that they've got a new manager in who the momentum seems to be with them. You look at the last sort of six to eight weeks that we've dropped so many points since Easter Road, eh, home in Motherwell, away come on, looking in yesterday. So that's 10 points we've dropped since eh, Easter Road that day, and it's, it's it really is pathetic. and as you say, we're recording before the cup final because it shouldn't be relevant to what we're talking about. If they could go and get hammered today or they could go and win, that should be completely irrelevant to what our ambition is and what our transfer aims are. But if if they uh, get beat, then yeah, for some fans that would be enough because I uh, we'll still we'll still get a chance to win the double and they've no won it. And, but they're, they're coming to Celtic Park in a few weeks with massive momentum and a lot of it is down to what we're doing rather than what they're doing. Like they are, obviously they get through the Europa League group and they're in another uh, knockout tie. We are, we are just sitting out of Europe and it's just it's a pathetic place to be at the moment. And it does feel like we're like it's not even sleepwalking anymore because people have been shouting about it. And as you say, the support's completely divided. Like there's, there's, there's people who didn't want Rogers back who are just letting all the frustration out that they've maybe held back. I know some of them haven't held it back in the previous months, but there's just absolutely no unity of the club and the discontent yesterday, what they got they can't blame that in the Green Brigade or the boys because uh, they weren't there yesterday. They must be sitting on the fence now saying, Oh, I don't know whether to unban them for Livingston. Uh, just because on the one hand the atmosphere's been terrible since they banned them and like in the last two months since they've been banned the most noise you've heard in the Celtic end was for fire fans that bought tickets for that game in the home end uh, last week and they need to be back because it's, it's uh, I've went through the squad and I'm not going to do it again but the team's obviously suffering from the lack of backing as well because there's no there's next to any atmosphere at the ground now and it's it's really damning and they need to sort it because that, that's another thing on the board they've had two months to sort this either one way or the other they could abandon permanently or sorted this by now but Dilly dally, too busy drip feeding shit to 
papers about it and writing statements where they fucking come out with a rap sheet against their own support. It's it's pathetic. Like they 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 need to get the as you say, Tony, they need to go before the Green Brigade and boys go. Like they are they're the ones that we need in the stadium, the the chairman and the board and the majority of shareholders should be they should be chased for Celtic Park and I think it's very important that it does sort of continue because if it wasn't for Ange this would have continued uh, as I said last two weeks uh, they got lucky with Ange he was a city group uh, sort of link that they uh, I personally think they did get lucky with but uh, I have ranted on now but Danny I'll, I'll let you go next me and Tony's got our initial thoughts out what was your thoughts on yesterday and just in general I don't think I've got much to add to that but I've Yesterday was, I keep saying yesterday was the worst, and then, like, since last week, I completely agree with what Tony said, that I knew that when going in, Clancy could have just blew up and sent everybody home. He'd have saved us a lot of trouble. Just really poor, really, really flat, and never looked like scoring. Um, I know they had a few half chances, I know Palmer had one that just wouldn't come down for a Magdalf defender Kyogo shot out going for a heat. Tried, don't know what he tried today, but right at the start of the second half, it was about 40 seconds. And I think if we score in the first minute of the second half, we've got all the women, we'll um, surely we'll, we'll at least not get beat. But never, never at any moment of that second half did you think, you know, they're building a bit of momentum, they could just get a goal if they could just get one. It was never ever, um, it was never likely. And, Rogers is. I don't mind uh, backing Rogers up when it comes to the Champions League and saying that he's not been backed to compete in the Champions League. I'll defend Rogers' record in the Champions League season um, with anybody, but Rogers should be good enough to beat a team set up by Stephen Naismith that goes 4 5 1 and just sits in hearts. were so comfortable yesterday. And you wouldn't even say. I can say, oh, that centre half had a great game, or that midfielder had a great game. I thought Shankland, but Scales and Carter Vickers, I thought Scales was visibly scared to him. Um, Shankland seemed to be able to do what he wanted. He just dropped in the midfield. He was getting the ball. He was bringing. He was getting by your players, bringing his own players into the game. And you just and you're like, and then he a park he did a corner. You know when he's he's um Hearts is really only main attacking, and yet we don't. We decide that we're not going to pick him up at a corner. Um, so Shankman decided didn't even see any of the Hearts players particularly excelled. I mean, obviously there'll be a few like Hearts pick out. They watch it for their perspective, so they'll pick out somebody. But it was just they hope the whole team looked comfortable against a team. Celtic settled for a two-run defeat yesterday, which I don't seen a Celtic team in my life um, day. So so bad and like. Just on the part, I mean, at half time, I'd say in our chat that he, could, he should make subs now, and I don't care who comes off. But when actually, when he made the subs, Mr. Johnson, I don't know why he put, I don't know why he put Ralston on. Um, I'm not saying Johnson was having a good game, but I would have put, I would have took my staff. I agree with Tony. I mean, at this point, it's, you're basically bullying the boy, you're embarrassing him. Doing it. It's not going to harm for Johnson at Celtic. I was thinking about this last night, and we were going to go on to this topic, but Johnson's one of players, right? He could, go down, he could go down to the Championship in England, right? Play for a team that's expected 
at the playoffs or maybe even sneak a promotion, right? And he'll score some big goals and he'll beat players and he'll score and he'll look good, right? That is and some and you know about the wee guys and they'll say, Oh, he's just never had a man. How could we not get that? We've seen that Mikey Johnson at Celtic. We've seen Mikey Johnson in good form. For whatever he's just not a good player. He's twenty four. At this point, he doesn't need the end. Or if he gets by a man, you know he tries to get, he stops and tries to get by him again. And the occasions he does cross the ball into the box, he just smacks it in low, hits the first man. His passing's just his decision making's terrible. His passing, I don't think he's found a safety player since he team. He's he's been picked up by a, a, a bright performance against Lazio, where he looked good for twenty minutes, but again. Every time well, you never thought for a second he was actually going to produce anything. It just did it just happened to no give the ball away. And a back heel against St Johnston, which has completely overshadowed the fact that Matt O'Reilly had to smack him about twenty five years for his weaker fit to make Johnston look good. He's done next to fuck all tribute to Celtic for years. You just let him go. The fact the very fact that he's at the club this isn't personal on him. This is the the board and the management team and, and everybody Whole right, and even on people that post the cobbler, he should have released them. I don't know if they loaned them to Portugal. It was, I don't know if it was a last chance for something to happen for him. Made no difference to us. Maybe they were thought they'll cash in on him. It shouldn't be at the club. You need to just release these players that get to 24 and are in and out the team or are out the team. I mean, he's only the team they know through the absolute state of the club. Just release them, let him go make his career somewhere. He's got plenty of skill, he's got plenty of ability, but he's just no a Celtic player. And what you're seeing is somebody that just runs about and like, he can't even run properly. Every time he dribbles with the ball, it looks like he's going to take himself out of play. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, anyway, it's not just his fault, but like second thought, and then the Burnaby sub, the was out in his arse. I don't know if you should clock that at the game, but he was absolutely out in his feet now. Rogers is looking and she probably think he'd Forrest was the only winger he could have put on, so... When he put Burnaby on, actually, I didn't think it was the worst sub because what I thought was going to happen was, right, he's got Ralston and he's Burnaby, um, sorry, Taylor and Ralston and his fullbacks, and then he's got Maeda and Burnaby on the wings. He's just going to send the ball out wide and cross the ball in for O and, and that to get in on the end of Kyogo, right? Burnaby put one, I think he put 
two great crosses into the box and there were nobody there to see him. The rest of the time, Burnaby was, was doing what Palmer was doing, running with the ball, 30 yards in a straight line, turning back, passing it, getting it back, passing it. And then before you know it, the ball's out to Ralston. He's got his back. He's trying to turn. And before you know it, the cross has hit a player moving for a corner or a cross out of the park for a goal kick. There's no, there's no like patterns of style of play. If the ball doesn't, if, if O'Reilly doesn't end with the ball, the whole team are fucked. McGregor, at 2 nothing starts getting the ball. He starts imposing himself in the game. He takes the scruff of the neck. He beats 3-4 men. He drives the ball forward. Why is he not doing that in nothing each? Rogers came out and McGregor to play three positions to try and get his back into the game. Why is McGregor not doing that in nothing each? Because he's clearly capable of doing it. McGregor was the only Celtic player to get past marks in the second half yesterday. He was the one I was raging with the most because he should be fucking doing that in nothing each. He's made a career of doing that. So why is he stopped? Is it the manager telling him to save his energy? I know he's played a lot of football and I really don't want to go on at me because he's one of my favourite players. But for 40 minutes or 50 minutes yesterday, every time he get the ball, he drove forward. He tried to bring players into the game. Think, why not do that in nothing each when we're still in the game? Uh, Kyogo. Rogers is, compl- is completely nullified Kyogo's threat. At the same time, the players don't look for him. He makes some team great runs. He doesn't get the ball. He was doing that post to but he, he was getting the ball men after the no. The way that Rogers wants to play, there's players that just... Like, in Europe, you can see what he's trying to do. They try to hold the ball and build the play up. They've actually been, you know, the record, the results-wise, not great, but in terms of the way they've played in Europe, they've actually looked pretty decent at keeping the ball and knocking it about. But in the league, it's... I don't know if they can change up and play more. You, you talk about power and all that, and you, He's talked about adding power to the team. He's brought fucking Mikey Johnson in. Where if, where's the power there? But like, the way he wants to play, Palmer isn't a dribbler. He can go by folk and put crosses into the box. I mean, he put a great one on Kyogo the other day. He put one on for a rider weeks ago. But ideally, you want Palmer to be getting the ball where Ange was getting Abada on the ball. Now, of course, Abada got the ball to dribble as well. But Abada was always picking the ball up in that corner of the where he could either cut inside and have a shot, or he could get to the byline and put it back across goal for a goal or whatever. Palmer's picking the ball up on the touchline, and he's running with it, even Palmer's going to turn back, because he looks back before he does it. Defenders are on to it. Now, Palmer's very effective. He's a very clean hitter of the ball. He gets his set in good positions, but Palmer sh- shouldn't be picking the ball up. The majority of his touches should not be in the touchline. They should be in that corner of the box, and he should be driving the ball and shooting every time he gets the ball, and if it stops working, after four or five times he's not working, then he should be inside and crossing the ball uh, across the goal. They just, I genuinely think that it's got that bad where they're just hoping to fuck that O'Reilly can either pick one or he'll ping one in for 20 years himself. And it's just no way for a be playing. They've no signed a player, I mean, I think is a good player, but they've no signed a player that's brought this squad on. There's no signed a player that's brought anybody at the club forward. I mean, they've spent 20 million this summer, and Palmer's the only fucking player that's in the team consistently. Um, and it's hard to say, it's hard to say like the rest of them, you know, they're no good enough, whatever. They were, they've never, it's not as if, um, you know, Naraki's been injured, Lagabelka, I think some happened between him and Rogers on Thursday because when he scored 
on when the whole team were fucking delighted for him. Um, Roger, uh, not say that in the BT interview or whatever it is now that he always works hard in training. He's got a great act for him. Roger said the same a week after saying challenging him in training, impressed him in training, and then two days later, oh, he was selling him, and then he's not even in the squad yesterday. But who? I mean, we, we can only we can only assume Quan isn't good enough because we've we've seen him wasn't he great, and then we've not seen him since. But like the players signed, not one of them, Palma aside maybe, but not one of them. I think at the time when they signed was uh, Nevroki, uh, Nevroki I should say, but he's been injured. There's no signed players we think, oh he's going straight into the team. Every time, every player they've signed, Quan, um, Lagabielka was dubbed as a third choice to Nevroki and Carter Vickers. Um, Telio. Um, and I know but I've the rest of them you think well they're not coming in play they're coming in to develop kind of under Rogers like on the turn and then maybe in two and three years you'll see these players make an impact we've not signed one player that's made Palmer scored goals but we've not signed a player who went oh he, do you know what he, he raises the squad up he, he he brings on four or five players that like Jot like Carter Vickers Vickers for Celtic, he brought so many players on. Like, Darfield was a good player, but he was nothing when he was in the next to Carter Vickers. And Carter Vickers is a, a, a solid, he solidifies the defence. Uh, you know, or he did know he's, I'm not saying he's half form because I still think Carter Vickers is brilliant, but it looks as if like that. He's had that impact on the team. Now we need to sign somebody that brings him on. Now we need to sign somebody on his level. Maybe in Rocky, if he can get fat and get a sail into the team, will be that. But Scales is just no good enough. And I keep seeing folks saying, oh, but Scales isn't the worst in the park. But if, if you, the best of your ability is to be just no the worst, then you're no good enough. Uh, I could wrap it on for it. Rogers, um, his interview after the game, when he said he's no surprised, uh, he looks lost. I can't explain what's happening with Rogers. I, I can't explain uh, what came back I've got no idea why he came back if this if he came back knowing full well that this was his situation then he's fucking stupid and I don't think Rogers is a stupid man but I can't explain why he came back to this this and what's happening right because six weeks ago we were at Hibs and um, if we'd have won that game we'd have been seven clear after playing everybody once and then the next day we ended up with five points clear after the first round of fixtures now we've obviously went blew up in the, the the next six weeks we've dropped so many points recently but we couldn't even get to that marker the season's been so stop stop start stop start couldn't even get to that marker after 11 games and say oh here we're seven clear after we've played everybody once we've been tough away games we've won them all and here we are we're seven clear now let's fucking kick let's actually we can play with a bit more freedom because we've got that gap let's kick on and show what we can Tony's right you wouldn't back us to beat Dundee. You wouldn't back us to beat Livingston. You certainly wouldn't back us to beat Rangers at us, right? But yet, just expect, like, we just expect to take it on with it. You're talking about the manager being under pressure. He should be, but, we're, you know, a, mirac- a miraculous state, I think, was to the league. There's still, this is, this is where it's got to be different from three years ago, right? 
because there was always a chance when we were get put out of the League Cup, Lennon should have left, right? Because I think we'd three games and or something, well, maybe 14, 15 points behind Rangers at that point, but we had the games and on. We used to have brought a man in the November to get momentum before heading into January, playing the three games and Hoyle seemed to take their chances because that mob that won the league that year, they're very worthy winners of winning it. They were never, never laid a glove on them, and we'd seen any time that they were under any pressure. It's happened before then, it's happened since then. They crumble, and we never laid a glove on them that year. It's got to be different this year, and the board need to get their fucking act together and either either back with serious money in January. Forget that whole. See if you go into January, I think no, it's a tough month. It's, a, it's going to end up being a tough month. They need to go in determined that they're going to. And I don't know if they sign players, if they sign two players or they sign seven players. The players that they sign in January need to be that bring everybody else at club up a level because if they don't, then if you're tuning in the League Cup final and it goes a certain way then you may as well get used to watching the celebrations because we are going to throw away a league title which is fucking inconceivable six weeks ago and now it looks like a reality I mean I think we flip for the league at best um, I don't think they're any good but if they win that the, the team have learned to win something and that's never a good sign that's what happened to us under and then you know, you've got your Ralstons and all the players that were shite under Lennon have kicked on. You've got the new signings that have learned to win something. They've not been used to losing a trophy. Uh, you don't them getting that habit. So it's precarious at the minute. Yeah, it's done. And, but yet, and we've always said it, and again, I'll, I'll stress, it's up. still, it's still, still, still in Celtic's hands. It's still about what Celtic did. But We've been saying that for years and years and lucky, they get lucky that Postecoglou had some personal ambition wanted to go manage at the highest level because if he was just wanting to be a fun, lovable lover that just thought managing Celtic was great and nothing else could be better, then we could be staring down the barrel and on for four in a row at the minute and then we would, it would fuck knows what we'd be in, but it's it's bad at the minute. It could get a lot worse. It's up to the board and they need to act. And you know, people say, oh, it's not about just getting the green, but it is. They need to, they need to, they need to stop this insane vendetta against fans of their own club. They treat visiting fans better than they treat the rain. You know, there five years ago, the Rangers fans smashed up the toilets. They let them in the next game. Celtic fans flying banners, anti-fascist banners and they're getting banned they're, they're showing support one way or another you know, in something in affairs, something that's happening, it's something very real that's happening in our, you know, in our lives at the minute, and they're getting banned but visiting fans can do what they want and it's all hunky-dory, they only react they only reacted when Rangers tingied the ticket allocations, they only they tried to be too clever and made out that oh, people want to come and see the double treble winners you know, so we all just, you know, it's the ball, they've been shown up and they're getting shown up. And we've got a good manager um, who's got great ideas. I think, anyway, I still, I'm still back, but he he needs, he's, I, I, I don't know if he's using it at the minute because he's been mailing it in the last couple of weeks. His interview yesterday was pretty pathetic. And 
the object, the, the whole club just needs to get see through its arse. It's still salvageable. We can still win a double in a memorable season. But at this point, it's all about what we do. And history was that we just seem to um, bless ourselves, do a sign of the cross, say a rosary, hope that it's, on our, it's going to fall away. And it doesn't always work like that. I definitely have said that. A lot there, but Andy's been waiting patiently. Andy, you've listened to us for your rant, and what's your thoughts on it? I, I mean, try and avoid just fucking sounding a bit like a parrot and covering ground that's already been covered, but I mean, everything that says has been pretty much bang on. Look, the game itself didn't surprise anybody. The manager shouldn't be coming out of that push, but it didn't. Look, we've been saying it for long enough. We've been saying it when we were seven clear. We've been saying it this is why I'm I'm glad that it's not just that it's you know, people are finally starting to realise and sort of stand up and say something. And I've said it before, a lot of a lot of fans only will do that when they're threatened by Rangers and that's what's starting to happen. Um and unfortunately that's just the way a lot of fans are. That's it is what it is, I think we've made them sort of we fully anticipate that's the way it's going to be and that was always the way it was going to be but look, the game itself was just uh, it was a fucking disgrace the performance was a disgrace but it's symptomatic of the players that we've got in the team it's symptomatic of the starting eleven that we put out the, the subs that we make are nothing short of a disgrace it's accepted mediocrity um, again I'm not going to sit and dig out Mikey Johnston I think it's enough has been said that he shouldn't be here but that, that that's no reserve to him I made the point um, I made that a few times this season to be fair but if you look at like, the Kilmarnock game and, and stuff stuff like that the Hearts game again there's five maybe six players in, in both of the starting 11s that realistically shouldn't be here they shouldn't be in the squad um, I, I mean really if, you, if you're looking at the Hearts um the Hearts, the Hearts game, Carter Vickers, O'Reilly, McGregor and Kyogo. Um, Johnston's been poor this season, to be fair, but him as well. Um, the rest of them realistically shouldn't be in a Celtic starting 11. We've said for long enough, we need a new keeper. We didn't buy one. Hearts, listen, Hart, Hart, what Hart, what Hart done when Hart came in, but I went that he came in, we needed a player like that. He served as well. Um, but for too long, we we went on about banging the drum about needing a new goalie, um, and Hart's dropped his points in his own stages this season. He's not the only culprit. There's plenty of them, but we've seen the obvious errors that's been made by him, um, domestically and in Europe. And that's just an aging goalkeeper. He's what 36 years old now. Um, he, we, we knew his limitations when we signed him anyway, especially playing out for the back and stuff like that. But um, he's caused his points in his own. Uh, Scales again, just because you've not made a total arse of it, Disney Pache is a Celtic centre half. Another man shouldn't be here realistically. He was like fifth choice centre half, that was for a reason. I think he is very limited. Um, and he'll be playing for a team like Aberdeen in a year or two's time. Taylor, just I just feel sorry for Taylor at this point. Um, Angie's fit obviously suited him because he could come into the middle of the park, but he never was. A great fullback. He was always better inverted because, like I say, he could come on, go into the ball, but just far for good enough um, to play whatever fuck brand Brendan's trying to play right now. Tumble, just I, I've never been a massive fan of David Tumble, but 
it's just that Chris Common syndrome, just get the ball for 30 yards and try and put it into that bin. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but he's just needs to go. Palma, I think the jury's out on for a lot of people, and, and I don't blame them. I think he's great if your other wingers creating stuff and he can come in at the back post and chip in with goals, but he's not offering enough himself, and particularly in games like that. Like, there's just so many players in the team that just shouldn't be there. Um, and, and that's the squad as a whole. The bench was a fucking disgrace. A total disgrace. Um, bringing on guys like Forrest and Ralston like, to try and win you a game of football at home. It's just never going to work. It's never going to come off. And that's they, those are the problems that we shouldn't have because we were in such a comfortable position. We were so far ahead. The team really in a good place. The money was coming in. We had a strong start in 11. Ah, you're going to lose players like Jota, but you go and you replace. Um, are you replaced to the best of your ability? We don't. We just talk and take a stab and hope for the best. Um, we'll sign a guy like Yang and you never know, he might turn out good, he might turn out shite. Um, that's the way that, that the board run the club. Um, it's It's been come. It just didn't surprise anybody. And that's, that's, that's what happens when you rest in your laurels and, and we get comfortable um, and it was while we've been banging on about the, the board for long enough we've always said that the best time to to say these things is when we were successful and we were sort of all conquering we've been banging that drum for long enough and I'm just glad now that people are finally starting to realise it and you just knew it was going to take the threat at Rangers to do that but they were just, just fucking rotten for long enough um, that they couldn't actually capitalise on, on any fuck ups for us. Um but in true Celtic fashion it's we're just the masters area in downfall continually. We're run like a bowling club. Um the fucking Muppets in the boardroom I, I, every time I think I've seen the absolute worst of them, they do something else. Like chucking fans out for having a go at them. Like they're run like a dictatorship. Um like even the thing we are in press conferences, like we find it funny, we don't care enough. The press conferences are more, more often than not a waste of time anyway, but we find that funny. But when you're chucking like, fat, hard-paying fans out for voicing their opinion, I, like, I just, I, I couldn't believe when I was when I was seeing that. Um, and I, I hope that that shows a lot of people who, I know some people just never want to criticise the club, but Criticising the board isn't doing that. It, is, it really isn't. Um, they, they need to be removed. That, that's the reality. They're too busy fucking banning fans for football matches. The place is like a morgue. And you can't, there's no, no getting away from it. It's, that can't be helping performances. And it's down to the board who are too busy firing about with it and fucking releasing statements to their wee pals in, in the media to get their stories out so they can tow their party line. It's it's the same shite with the same people and it will continue to be that. We've just got away with it. As I said, there's been the shield of Ange before. Um, and a lot is just due to the fact that Rangers are fucking rotten and have been fucking rotten and couldn't put any form of consistent pressure on us for a long time. So we get away with it. That, that's what a lot of it's came down to. Um, and now we've put ourselves in the positions when, when they can crank up the pressure we're in danger of seriously combusting and blowing up a season. That That's just where we're at, and that's down to mismanagement. Um, it comes from the top, right down to the bottom. I think Rodgers shouldn't be escaping any criticism. A lot of it should be levelled at the board. 
and is rightly getting levelled at the board, but Rogers can't escape it either. Some of his con- comments have been nothing short of a fucking disgrace. Some of his decisions, some of his selections, mental. Quan making the bench yesterday was truly, I, I was dumbfounded when I looked at the looked at the lineups. Just, I didn't make any form of sense to it. Um, the Liga Belka lands another one, they're bringing Bernabe on. Just wacky, weird decisions that just make no sense. Like even Welsh starting against Feyenoord. Um, I think he played the, the bulk of 70 minutes or whatever, then gets benched again. Like, just weird decisions. I don't know whether he's trying to make a point. Um, I, I don't understand exactly what it is that he's trying to do. Um, a lot of people even say that Bernardo plays, obviously he came on through an injury in the final team, but he plays the bulkier game against Feyenoord, gets dropped for Hearts. He's good enough for the Champions League, but not good enough to play domestically. Like just mental decisions. So he shouldn't be escaping any criticism or questions here either. But I just, if he's trying to make a point, then I, I, the point's fucking lost to me at this stage. Um, at the start with one or two, I, I maybe understood it just making the point that the squad we've got isn't good enough, but even just persevering with Johnston and stuff like that in certain games is just, it's criminal, it's, it's hurting us even more um, already, and I, and I think it's, you're really starting to see it, and I thought Danny made a good point as well with McGregor, or just talking about him having to play three, four, two, three positions, whatever it was. Um, Mike McGregor should be getting utilised the best of the ability every game, so why is that no the tactic for the get-go? Um, I just it's, I don't even I don't even know where we go because I don't know what to do because the board are going to self-preserve they're, they're not going to do anything it's going to take severe pressure being cranked up for the fans um, and that that's going to go even if we get and, and beat them in the 30th if we go and win our next two games and beat them that that can't let up because we'll only ever be an arc couple of weeks away if it happening again. We've got to go into January and come out a window stronger than we went in because we don't do it often enough. And we'll get fed the same fucking party line of it's a difficult window and all this shit. Realistically, if, if your recruitment team are that fucking poor and have no identified targets, then they need to be getting rid of that's when it needs to start. Um but I don't know, I don't hold out a lot of hope because I know I know what the board are going to do here. They're going to act like every fucking di- failing dictatorship in the world, and they're going to self-preserve. They're going to attack everybody and anybody who tries to criticise them. You've already seen it. Um, we get the fans getting chucked out at fucking stewards. Like, that's what's going to happen, and it's going to continue to happen. Um, that I don't know. I, I think we're in real danger, down at Sarkin Boston this season, and I, I don't think. I don't even think that's dramatic to say that because the performances have been fucking shocking. Absolutely shocking. And we've still got this made to get back to Phil Fitness and Hitati, obviously, to come back in and stuff. But I think they're still riddled with absolute shite running about that. There's still going to be players playing and players in the team who shouldn't be there. Um, are just completely devoid of creativity. A lot of players look devoid of any confidence in... I just don't see, uh, we're no run well enough to go and dig ourselves out of that in a transfer window. We're really no run well enough to do that. And it's just, it's going to only get worse because the board are continually going to do what they've always done and be reactive. They're going to, they're going to react to something that happens. Um, and I think the fallout between the club and the fans is only going to get worse as well. Um, because 
like always, they just treat fans like fucking like Muppets. They're, you all you are the names a paying customer, you're not a fan of the club. Um it's their club is the way they see it. Just pay your money, sit down and shut the fuck up. And that that's just that that's where we're gonna go. And I think that's that's only gonna exacerbate and get worse as time goes on here. But yeah, again, you make a lot of good points, Andy, and as we close in on the our mark, I think uh, we'll just sort of wrap up there. It has been a bit of a ranting session, but I think it's been coming for weeks and as we always say, we're always we hope that we're proved wrong and that the board do go and back the manager and get the players in and that we do uh, canter away with the league and win the Scottish Cup as well in May, but we've seen it all before only too recently, uh, a few years ago, but it does feel like we're sleepwalking into a disaster and I, as I say, we've all had a run. Let us know what you think. Uh, just search for Fourth Times That Podcast, whatever you're uh, following us or Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Uh, let us know what you think. We've had a go at pretty much everybody, the board, the players, the recruitment and the manager. Is there anybody we've missed or anybody you think we've been harsh on? Just drop us a wee comment, let us know. Maybe read it out in the next episode. Uh, we'll possibly be back later this week. We'll sort of see if there's anything newsworthy uh, that comes out. But if no, then uh, I'm sure we'll be back at some point in the near future. Uh, thanks very much for everybody for taking the time to listen. We do appreciate it. And I will speak to you at some point in the future. Cheers. Hail, hail. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.